Blog Talk Radio. Mercury has moved into Libra, and it's at six degrees, 
Mercury is moving quickly into the Uranian-Pluto square. So also during the next few days, if we see some kind of a conversation breakdown globally, like the conversation becomes a little more hostile or a little unexpected or something like that, Mercury is in opposition to Uranus in the next few days. Mercury is square Pluto, and, of course, Uranus is square Pluto. So um, <clears throat> with Pluto being the hot spot on that T-square, that could be a little difficult <clears throat> Sorry, energy between Mercury, Uranus, and Pluto. But Mercury is still giving us the air, the compromise, and even though it's in a little bit of a difficult spot right now, um, it is going to be making a uh, relatively gentle sextile with Mars, so maybe we're going to be able to get some more positive communication and it won't be as difficult. Maybe they'll be able to bridge <clears throat> some of their differences in communication. <clears throat> I'm, of course, talking about the, uh, the conflict globally that's going on right now and uh, how that's a big part of the Uranian-Pluto square. Also, with Saturn and Scorpio, hopefully Venus will hurry up and catch up and conjoin Saturn. For all of us in personal relationships, that's not necessarily easy sometimes. It can mean a constriction or a cooling off in love. It can at the same time mean a deepening or seriousness in love. So it just depends upon the direction that the relationship's headed in, because in general it makes things feel more serious. So for relationships that are not serious, it can take a cooling off. But for relationships that are serious, it can get deeper and more meaningful. Globally, as Venus catches up with Saturn, hopefully she'll soften up Saturn's old, cranky Saturn and Scorpio, uh, you know, attitudes. And uh, maybe she'll lighten it up and bring a little trust in there, a little love. A little love to Saturn, that would be nice. Mars and Leo, well past the, uh, the square of Saturn, but in the last few days it was square Saturn. And we did see it flaring up the tensions, more Saturn, that's difficult, that's very abrasive because it's constriction, and Mars in Leo is giving some people out there a bit of bravado. Jupiter in Cancer, nice placement still, love and nurturing, let's love each other, let's take care of each other is what Jupiter's saying. <clears throat> Think of the children, right? But Obama, of course, he used that line for the, you know, for hit for, you know, the, to say, like, well, we should definitely be policing the children of the world. Um, <clears throat> you know, being, being policemen for the children of the world. Uh, Neptune in Pisces, kind of hanging out there in the global energy. It's not necessarily playing such a really intense role. <clears throat> what I found interesting is the way it's playing out in all three leaders' charts, Obama, Putin, and Assad. So we're going to talk about that as Part of tonight's conversation. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and that's your Global Energy Minute. <clears throat> I want to welcome people to the show, and I want to tell people that if they'd like to give me a call in to talk about their charts, they're welcome to. The call-in number is 213-943-3395. I'm here, and I would be happy to um, you know, read your chart for you, even in the middle of this uh, conversation about you know, world tension and um, how Neptune is playing a role in that <clears throat> um, because it's immediately affecting all of our leaders. So let's uh, just give out some birth information real quick for those people who are following along in um, 
uh, you know, with me when you're when you're calling in. Obama gave his birth certificate out. It's public information. So his birth is August the fourth, nineteen sixty-one. He just turned fifty. So he's having partly. Uh, he just turned fifty a couple of years ago. Um, so. Um, uh, August 4, 1961, 7.24 p.m. in Honolulu, Hawaii. And um, uh, al-Assad, the, uh, the leader of Syria, his birthday is actually September the 11th, 1965. There's no public time available for him, and he's born in Damascus. So he's a Virgo. <clears throat> Interestingly, he has Pluto, Uranus, and Mercury in Virgo. Uh, we don't have a birth time, so we don't know what signs they're in. Uh, the moon was pretty much in Pisces that whole day and probably in the later half of Pisces. So we're pretty sure that he has a uh, moon in opposition to the sun in Pisces, a uh, moon in opposition to the sun in Virgo, and Mercury in Virgo at four degrees. The interesting thing about this is that Neptune is in opposition to his Mercury. It can be very confusing for Obama same thing, Neptune is square his moon, he has moon at 3 degrees Gemini, so Obama is emotionally <clears throat> feeling very confused, and Putin which I find very interesting, has the exact same moon as Obama a 3 degree moon in Gemini, so he's also going to be having um, Neptune in stationary position, it's going to be stationary <clears throat> for all three of these men through the entire fall going into the winter. So the the play of information that's going on, it's almost as if they're all lying to each other. <laughs> you want to get down to the bottom of what's really going on between the three of them. Neptune creates deception. So since all three of them are going to be experienced deception, it's likely to be at the hands of the other people. And uh, it's the most interesting triangulation um, that uh, that I that I think, and I'd like to be able to get into more detail. But I want to give Putin's birth information, October seventh, nineteen fifty-two. He actually just turned sixty. Uh, Nine thirty a.m. Saint Petersburg, so in Russia, and um, <clears throat> very interesting. So Putin is a Libra, and he has Saturn conjunct the Sun in Libra. He also has Neptune in Libra and uh, Mercury in Libra. According to the 9.30 a.m. birth time, he has Scorpio rising, which I can believe, uh, and he has Venus and Scorpio in the first house. So he's, you know, considerably um, uh, sort of not trusting kind of person, um, somewhat sensitive to impressions, but um, but not a very trusting person. And with the moon in Gemini in the eighth house, it's interesting about him. It's kind of a side note. He must have some interesting sexual proclivities. But um, um, just doing straight up politics, uh, he also, you know, it's 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 a it's a trust in his word. You know, his ability to um, say manipulate or um, um, coerce through language, because those are the more shadowy sides of Scorpio. And he has Pluto in Leo conjunct the midheaven with less than, around one degree, let's say. So one degree away from a conjunction of the midheaven, it, this is what gives him his sort of um, tyrannical 
political disposition, I guess that that he that he he's been known for that globally. That he's he's a bit of a of a you know a tough cookie. So having Pluto at the midheaven would mean publicly, especially in Leo, that um, you know as a leader you'd have no problem you know seeking and destroying and cleaning house because that's the uh, strong Leo energy and Pluto connected to that. Um, <clears throat> Putin and Obama, we could start with them because they both have Moon in, in in Gemini in that conjunction between the two. I think it's fascinating. I think what's being called into question for Obama is a depth of communication that he was taught as a child because um, he has his Moon in the fourth house. So that's the conditioning that he received in regards to language and communication. Uh, if we watched him give his uh, his speech the other night, it was uh, not fluid. It was very felt very disjointed. It was not something that felt like it had, um, I guess, necessarily real passion behind the choice. And I'm not sure where. Obviously, he's getting his uh, his opinions and his um, his direction, the choices that he'd like to make from. But I would definitely recommend that he needs to pay attention to his own personal values. Uh, Neptune is the ruler of his second house. So because Neptune rules the second and it's in the second as it's transiting um, his moon, uh, going actually back into his first house a little bit here while it's doing the actual square of his moon, it's sort of a confusion surrounding his identity and who he is and what he wants to accomplish. And, um, you know, the, the, the world is obviously um, a, a more difficult place than maybe he assumed that it was going to be. Um, Putin, on the other hand, his moon is in the eighth house. So for him, the confusion is coming from, um, uh, from uh, uh, the fourth house. Neptune is transiting in his fourth. So I feel like... Putin is having to really take a look at um, the. It's almost like he's got a delusional attachment, let's say, to his own role or to his own role maybe as the representative of Russia and Russia's role. And you can certainly see where pride is playing a big part in Putin's decisions and choices, whereas I'm not really feeling that about Obama. I'm really feeling for Obama that it's very much more about what he thinks is right and the way he needs to communicate. And, of course, he's going to go for diplomacy. And, of course, Putin is going to go for diplomacy because both of them have these moons in Gemini. They want to be seen as effective communicators, and both of them would like to broker the deal. Uh, Putin, for being so sly and, and you know wily and clever, that would be his eighth house moon, and Obama more from a protective and nurturing role, that would be his fourth house moon. So the two of them are really working very hard to see that they come out on top in regards to uh, the way in which they're communicating with their own people. You would imagine that, um, you know, um, things that we're not hearing in this country are the way in which Putin is presenting himself to the Russian people and the way in which he's positioning Russia right now uh, as sort of a global peace broker. This is very interesting for, um, for Putin to be in that position. Of course, what we know is that none of them, none of these three men are going to come out 
um, looking real well after the, you know, let's say the all the cards are on the table because Neptune, the Neptune square, and in Assad's uh, chart, it's Neptune in opposition to his Mercury, which is clear, that is clear that, um, you know, not only being lied to, but lying, Neptune and Mercury in particular. The moon, it's a lot more likely that the deception for Putin and for Obama is actually coming from Assad. And I know that it um, it might not be, you know, the, it might be a pretty obvious thing to say that Assad's not telling either one of them the truth and he's playing them both. Um but I would imagine that he needs to be careful because the veil is going to get pulled off of that as well. It's Assad's Mercury in Virgo, and what happens is that his own Virgo nature, which must be very particular and very perfectionistic and very anal, gets shaken up by by Neptune. In other words, his mind and his own ability to say, well, this was the right decision, and this was the right decision, and this was the right decision. Virgo likes that very much to be able to be certain of the choices that it's making. Neptune is going to really muddy that for Assad. He's going to find out that some of the choices that he's making, the words that he's using, the deals that he's brokering, and the... Um, uh, you know the energy that he's bringing to the table is not going to um, you know sort of fly under the radar, and I think obviously he's under he's understood that now, based on the fact that now Syria, his country's uh, civil conflict, um, is front and center in in the global in the global view, and um, he is. Uh, in a very difficult position because he also has Mars and Scorpio. He has Mars and Scorpio. Putin has Venus and Scorpio, and we know Saturn is in Scorpio. So, um, you know, this is this is a difficult position for Obama as well because uh, it's Obama's midheaven. In the end, it's going to be the way Barack Obama comes across publicly, and a lot of what's happening in in Syria right now is definitely going to lay down. Obama's reputation. It's funny, when I was looking at Obama's chart and saw um, Saturn next year going into Barack Obama's midheaven into his 10th house, it can represent the time of a really exalted career peak, and it can also represent a real failing of your public reputation. The most famous um, you know, example that's always given when Saturn conjunct the midheaven of Richard Nixon, that's when Watergate broke. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see next year whether Obama's going to come out really I think as the um you know, the hero that I think that he would like to be, leaving behind a, a lasting legacy for his presidency, or whether in the last two years it's going to fall apart. I don't so much want to go out on a limb and say that I think the Republicans are actually going to try and impeach him, and that's a part of his Saturn uh, in in uh, going into the 10th House, but I do want to say that it's a strong possibility. So for those of you who like listening to the show, and when I do throw out a prediction, um, that is a strong possibility, unfortunately, even if it's not for his own doing, if those of you have been following the opposition party in our country um, and what it is that they try to do to undermine the person who's basically trying to lead. 
which seems quite sad to say about your country, but that's the way politics is in Washington right now. It's extremely polarized and has been for a really long time. Um, uh, Next year also, Obama has Neptune in opposition to his Pluto. There's some more confusing and difficult Neptune energy for Obama. Neptune in opposition to his Pluto in the 7th, and Neptune squaring his moon. Those things are not going to be easy for Obama as we move into the fall and the winter of next year. Uh, You know, those are difficult transits. And who are those relationships? Who are those plutonic relationships? I would see a lot of them as uh, people in Congress and also, let's say, other world leaders right now that he's having strong relationships with. And some of those also really disillusioning him. I think he has a, a long hard slog, actually, of uh, 2013 and 2014, of disillusionment surrounding people who are close to him. Not Michelle. She's going to stand true and stand by him, but um, but definitely people that he's working with. And Putin, who also has Venus in Scorpio in the first house, that's the ruler of Putin's seventh house. So there's a similar feeling of Um, some kind of constriction and limitation regarding his relationships, Um, the Neptune squaring his moon where he's also disillusioned uh, with certain relationships, and then for him, uh, Jupiter coming up to his midheaven. So um, uh, Vladimir Putin really will will, uh, weather this Better than better than Assad or Barack Obama, he's the one that's going to um, more come out, uh, you know, on top because Neptune is going to be going into his tenth house next year. So the movement of energy in his chart might feel like there's constriction in relationships. I don't know whether even as a woman or a wife or whatever, but that might not be going very well for him also right now. But besides that personal note on his life. He is going to have some some really serious changes in um, in, uh, in in his inner inner call it the inner world because uh, Pluto is going to be squaring his son in Libra. This is an, again a real breakdown in relationships. While it publicly he remains extremely high, so uh, I would see Putin coming out publicly is very high, and at the same time he's going to be really cleaning house with lots of relationships. He he may in the end take a step back from Assad if he finds out that Assad has lied to him. He may. Uh, if or he's been played by him, or I suppose if he even suspects he has, he may take a step back from from Assad. So Assad's chart a little more difficult to read because we don't have an accurate birth time, but uh, all the planets are generally in the place that they are for a given day, which means that if you only know your birthday, that's okay. We can say a lot of things uh, from an astrological perspective. Um, his chart has the difficulty of having Saturn going across his Mars. And as a man, um, that's very important for him. And also, as I guess, the kind of uh, a brutal, that's just his reputation, I'm not making an assessment here, the kind of brutal person that he is, um, Saturn is making him feel constricted because it's putting him under a lens. 
So Saturn conjuncting his Mars and Scorpio is making him feel like the actions that he might like to take against his opposition are not the kinds of things that he would like to take. It would be nice to know the... Um, you know, the midheaven or the complete chart for him, because then we would be able to say whether these transits in general are going to take him down. You know, like, is the the Neptune and Mercury, the Saturn especially on his Mars, Saturn on Neptune, he's going to have Saturn retrograde on his Neptune. But not knowing his midheaven or his rising sign, we don't necessarily know uh, where the planets are moving into. And so it's sort of a generalized reading we can give him. Again, deception and constriction and limitation. He's going to feel very oppressed in his ability to take further action. And um, and that's going to sort of make him angry. So Saturn usually on someone's Mars creates anger that that we have difficulty expressing. Um, and, and that's the way he's going to be stewing in that. But anyway, the general overview I thought was very interesting that we have these three world leaders who are all basically in a confused situation where they may be misrepresenting themselves to each other. They may be getting information that's being misrepresented to them. They may make confusing decisions and confusing choices. They may go ahead and make choices based on fantasy or information that's not entirely clear, meaning not objective. No three of them are objective at this time. It's very hard to be emotionally or intellectually clear with Neptune squaring your moon or in opposition to your Mercury. And so the overall feeling as we're going into the fall, all of this year with the crisis that we have is that we're actually in deep water and you know we're not really feeling footing underneath ourselves and that feeling of water and the way it dissipates us <clears throat> the way if we're in water that we feel like if we've been in it like it dissipates us we don't you know we have to <clears throat> create movement just to stay swimming we have to use energy there's no footing and um and that's the energy that can become confusing because if you're in that situation where you're feeling a little bit like your boundaries are dissolving and you don't really have clear clear access to very clear limitations and boundaries that you can lose your sense of what's really going on. So for all three of these gentlemen, um, you need people who are obviously not born at the same time that you are to be advising you and helping you figure out what's real and what's not real about the situation that confronts you. Uh, many blessings and hopes and prayers for peace, obviously, for... Um, for the world and um, the many blessings of Neptune upon these three that uh, as their egos may become more softened, may they see the truth about the situation that they're in. I'm Dr. Craig Martin, and I'll talk to you next Thursday here on the Inside Connection.
Uh-huh.